This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I want to talk a little bit of baseball. Tuatara, their season has come to an end. They ended up making the postseason, making the playoffs after finishing second in the Northeast Conference behind the Brisbane Bandits, which meant they had to travel and take on the Adelaide Giants in the best of a three-game series. They ended up losing that one narrowly by two games to one, which means that the Adelaide Giants will now play Perth Heat in the final for the Claxton Shield, Perth upsetting the best team in the league and the Brisbane Bandits on the other side of the draw. So what should we make of the Tuatara season? Well, Mr. Baseball himself, Dale Budge, joins us on the program. Evening to you, Dale. Welcome. G'day, mate. Let's... Involved from a broadcasting point of view, it was almost like the season of If Only. We were there, but we just weren't quite there. We were. We just seemed to just lack a little piece which just reveals maybe fulfilling our potential. Yeah, a little bit that way, isn't it? Uh, I, I think, you know, when you look back at it, the most successful season that the Tuatara have had in their three years competing in the ABL. I mean, first year, ran last in the division, weren't overly competitive. Year two, made the playoffs, um, won their division, made the playoffs, but went out in straight sets. And, you know, this year after uh, coming back after the two-year hiatus, made the playoffs, squeaked in, admittedly, squeaked into the playoffs, but won a playoff game and, and forced the deciding um, uh, game in that semi-final series. And we're pretty close, you know, all three of those games really on a knife edge. Adelaide a little bit more clinical in, in game three and probably got it right and accounted in game one when the Tuatara possibly gave one away there that they had in the bag almost, so... Yeah, there's a sense of frustration, there's a sense of pride too. I think, you know, the team's, um, you know, if you'd, been, if you'd told the team at the beginning of the season that you'd make the semi-finals, you'd win your first playoff game in franchise history, you'd go to a, a deciding game in the semi-finals and, and dip out in narrow fashion. I, I think, you know, most teams would say that's a reasonably successful year. I, don't, I think you're right, though. It feels like the Tuatara weren't quite at their best until right at the end of the season. The last 10 days, they played some really good baseball against the Brisbane Bandits and against... Adelaide, two really, really good sides who played well against them. Um, and has been able to create that momentum maybe from Christmas time onwards and built through the season. Perhaps we could be talking about Tuatara having a crack at winning the Claxton Shield this coming weekend. But not to be, it is what it is. Adelaide with a better side when it counted and they thoroughly deserve to be in the, uh, in the final against Perth, which should be a great matchup. Yeah, it was that sort of post-Christmas run, wasn't it, where the Tuatara... And, and maybe it was that rain-affected series against Melbourne where maybe the Tuatara started, to, that was rained out, and the Tuatara just lost some momentum there, just had that week without playing baseball, other issues in and around, maybe not having access to North Harbour Stadium and um, proper training facilities. But they just struggled, didn't they, to put it all together consistently with the batting and the pitching all sort of working in unison. We had games where the batting was working, but the pitching wasn't quite there. Other games where the pitching was there, but the bats were struggling, and amongst it all, here, the odd game where it did come together, but not consistently. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that period that you talked about, I mean, you can make excuses. And at, the, at this level, they really shouldn't be. You know, the professional players, they need to adapt and uh, they were disappointed in their own performances. There, there were some mitigating circumstances there. You're right. Like the, the weather the weather in Auckland, there was a two-week period there leading into Christmas where the Tuatara did not train outdoors. They just were not able to get outdoors. And uh, I think at that level, when you when the opposition are sort of fine-tuning their game and you're well into the season, to not be able to do that does have an impact on performance. Now, should it have had as much of an impact as it did? Probably not. Um, but it was certainly a factor. And there was there was a lot of frustration from within the organisation at that time. Um, you can't help the weather. That's no one's fault. It is just, you know, it's been a horrific summer. And we're still dealing with it now. There's a lot worse things in the world than, you know, struggling to play baseball. And, um, but, you know, the team, the team was frustrated at the time. Yeah, there were some other internal things that, we're going according to plan, and, and Mincy's highlighted a little bit of that. And as we go through a review, there'll be some of the things that you know, we'll look to rectify and do better in, in the future. And, um, you know, make sure that, that there aren't repeats. But uh, the pleasing thing is they came out the other side of it and were able to string some good form together. Largely okay against Geelong. I think they sort of stepped in the right direction there against Geelong and then took a major step forward against Brisbane, uh, the back end of the season. But, um, yeah, at that point, you've got to be near on perfect. And, uh, there was sort of one, one inning there early on where it just got away a little bit from Kawagashi after a good start in Game 3. And then, likewise, Connor Gleeson had the bases loaded. Difficult job to come in in that circumstance and, and get out. But, you know, he made a couple of mistakes with his pitches, conceded a couple of runs, then did well to get out of the jam, admittedly. But 4-0, those are four pretty easy runs off it up to a good side. And it's really, really hard to score them, as, as we found, um, you know, when it was the Tuatara turn at the plate. And they got two of them, but weren't able to get any more. And that's the difference between... You know, going fishing this weekend and and, uh, and playing in Perth. Uh, Dale, the Tuatara are predominantly made up of overseas players out of Taiwan, out of Korea, large contingent of American players, throw in some Australian players. But the goal in the long term is to have more homegrown talent. And one of the real pleasing things this season amongst it all was the performances of Clayton Campbell Jr., Jason Matthews and young Tui Amosa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that'll be one of the highlights for us. I mean, it's the reason we're all doing this. Is, you know, we care about the sport. You want to see excuse me, baseball in New Zealand flourish and, and move forward and um, you know, try to grow that player depth. It is, it is a little bit bad. It certainly was when this team was started in, in 2018. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the emergence of Jason Matthews at that stage when the team was put together, he was someone that had been identified as a potential future player. And you know, it was pretty special seeing him do what he did this year. Yeah. Um, Just so, sorry, mate. That's right, Dale. You, you take three deep breaths, mate. Have a week off. We're um, we, we we just do ad hoc radio, mate. It's it's never perfect with me, my good man. Um, so, in terms of looking forward to the next season, certainly some challenges this year, and I'd imagine some more challenges coming. Can you can you see this as is this sustainable in the long term? Do you, do, uh, are we going to continue to see the Tuatara? I certainly hope so. <laughs> I mean, I haven't put in what I've put in the last three or four years to you know, to, to, to give up on it. I'm sure the investors, Post uh, New Zealand, and the other investors that uh, put money into this franchise. I don't want to see the long-term growth. And I think we can all see the, the potential there at the moment. Yeah, it's not... I mean, it depends how you determine sustainable. It's not making money, that's for sure. Um, it's, it's probably not breaking even and has a little bit of work to do to get to that point, I think. I think we've been able to, you know, if COVID hadn't come along and pushed the pricing out, I mean, the flights are 
insanely expensive as anyone that's tried to travel over the last 12 months knows. Um, that's sort of blowing the budgets out a wee bit. And, you know, we have to rethink things, and that'll be a discussion with the ABL about is there a smarter way to limit the amount of travel that, that teams have to do, both us going backwards and forwards across the Tasman and other teams having to you know, make the, the trip across here. Is there a smarter way to do things, a block in Auckland rather than um, backwards and forwards, home and away? I don't know, is it, is it possible to have a conference in New Zealand and then crossover and finals? All things that need to be discussed. Um, you know, I think, I'd be very surprised if the Tuataro just wound it up and walked away. I, I don't think that'll be the case. Um, there'll be a lot of work going to try and tweak the model to make it more sustainable, to make it more financially viable. There are some pretty obvious things. There's a couple of obvious answers that I think we internally know and probably can't get into those publicly just yet, but things that we could look at doing to uh, try and, and, and help the, the bottom line. Um, and if, if we're able to do that, then you know, you're, you're sort of 95% there already. So it's a pr- pretty committed, I can say that, there's some pretty committed shareholders and, and I'm sure that they, you know, they haven't come this far to, to give up... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, as soon as we start thinking the promise. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, 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 yeah, it's just, I, I guess, you know, just with the COVID for the last two years, the flooding that we've had this year, it's, it's hard for, boy, it's, it's hard just to sort of see beyond what we're currently seeing at the moment in terms of the weather, in terms of the environment, in terms of the conditions out there. But in regards to um, Steve Mintz and Darren Bragg and the coaching staff, and they've been a core part of this team since it started uh, four years ago, is, is are they still keen? Are they, do they still want to be involved and see this club fulfil its potential and win its first Claxton Shield? Um, I'm sure they, they are. I haven't spoken specifically. I had a little bit of a chat to Mincy today. In fact, I was talking just before you rang, and yeah, he's certainly thinking ahead to next year, so that would indicate that he's currently interested in coming around again. His, his situation in the US obviously needs to be resolved, so he's currently looking for a managerial job in modern league baseball in the States. So depending on what happens there, that's a little bit of a hurdle to overcome first, but I think his desire is obviously to be here for a long always very passionate about baseball here and growing. He's really made some lifelong friends here. Um, I'm sure any opportunity he gets to be involved, I'm, I'm sure he'll jump at it. So, um, yeah, I mean, these are all things we've probably got to work through over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, the team arrived back early hours this morning uh, from Australia, so, uh, you know, they're all with the road. We're just trying to get most of the players back to um, the various parts of the world that they're from, the Kiwis home and, and settled. And then, yeah, it'll be a case of go through some reviews, work out, you know, the, the obvious issues, um, what does next year look like with the ABL, to be fair, and then we have to let them get through the rest of their final series before that conversation takes place. Um, and then it'll be a case of yeah, work out well, what, what does the roster look like. I mean, you talked about it before, it's pretty obvious, you know, the Jason Matthews, Clayton Campbell Jr., who are your most airtime lead of the developer player, who I'm sure will be very much in the running for a full-time contract next year. Uh, you know, the pitchers, Connor Gleeson, Elliot Johnston, Ben Thompson, Cog McGosky, if he's available. All of those guys. There's a bit of a core now of Kiwis that are not just capable of playing at the ABL level, but capable of succeeding at the ABL level. And if, if, you know, the, the key to this franchise is to keep that group together as much as possible, expand on it. So, you know, identify the next Kiwi Monster and Airtime Leads that are making their way through the, the ranks now. Look at them as development play options for the next season. and try and grow that group from 7 or 8 feet to maybe 12, 14 deep within the next two or three years, and then all of a sudden, that's when, um, you know, if you can fill that much of your roster with local players that are up to it, then you can really pick and choose with what international players you put around them, much like we see with the other lots of the Brisbane Bandits or the Adelaide Giants who have that core group 
of, uh, of local players. Yeah, yeah, just just finally, Dale. So, what's sort of been the feedback from the likes of the Wyatt Hoffmans and the Greg Cullens and the Caber Rodriguez in terms of their actual time here in Auckland, their experience with the club, their experience with the ABL? Has it been an enjoyable one for them? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I look, had a direct conversation with uh, the three that you mentioned, particularly the Ido Tech figures got up and spoke um, after the game to, to everyone that was involved in Adelaide and talked about the experience. I attended Jordan himself here, made some lifelong friends. Um, you know, it was just disappointed, but it, it finished. You know, they were hell bent on, on going one more week and having a crack at winning that shield. Um, you know, the, the, the weather frustrations were were obvious and there's nothing anyone can do about that. That certainly did play a part and I'll be honest with you, times where some of the players are questioning whether this is the best move for them coming out to see when they're sitting here trying to find a venue to play at because to train at because it's, you know, places around the water or it's continuing to rain. That was a challenge, a big, big challenge for the team, but yeah, I think they really enjoyed the experience here. Most you know, as, as almost all New Zealand uh touring sides to New Zealand say, you know, we're very hospitable here. Um, you know, we're friendly people, it's a lovely country to be in a you know, a, a nice place to be and um I, I had a couple of chats with Jason Blanchard. He's you know, he is actually raving about the experience here. I think we saw him take a massive step forward in his career and you know, that'll have implications in the future. You know, Yoni Hernandez and Jared Koenig went to majors after playing here in, in the last season to Otara took took part in and you know, that encouraged those organisations to want to do more, send players back out and, and see the benefits of investing. That's what it is. It's an investment for those teams. Uh, investing in sending their players out here. And I'm sure the partnering Rangers guys at Sun Randall will see the benefits that they expected to see. But, you know, um, there's some tangible stuff there too. And, you know, I think that's an ongoing relationship that we'll see uh, for the years to come. Well, Dale Budge, congratulations on a, a difficult, trying but successful season. And thank you for your time here on SEN over the ABL season. And we look forward to catching up with you in a couple of months when the basketball season goes and the Auckland Tour Tata are back in the in the New Zealand Basketball League. So thank you. Uh, thanks, Ward. I appreciate your support personally and, and the support of the station too, mate. You've been amazing all season. And yeah, pleasure. So thank you very much.